You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Well, folks, it was so much fun last week. We we thought we'd do it again. It's Monday, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern, and you are with us, so that must make it time for Mission Log Live. I'm John Champion. And I'm Heather Barker, and you've joined a live show where anything can happen and anything does. Tonight, it's open phones. You pick the topic, so click the Zoom link or give us a call at 669-900-6833 because we want to hear from you. Now, if you joined us last week, you know that we are taking a break from our usual format due to the SAG and WGA strikes. Rewatch and companion shows are considered promotional under the SAG guidelines. And as a Roddenberry-produced show, we are standing in solidarity with those creative professionals. And now it's your turn. The phone lines are open and the Earl Green is standing by in the Earl Green room to patch you through to us. We can talk about whatever you like and you can tell us what you've been up to. We've also got a much more extensive preview of what's happening in that convention in the desert uh, (laughs) on the Roddenberry stage at Creation's 57-year mission convention. That is right. So now is the time. Click the thing, dial the thing, say hi to Earl, and then say hi to us. And uh, speaking of saying hi, already people in the chat, good to see you all. First, right at the top of my list, Scott Palm, good to see you. There's Paul Troutline. There's, uh, oof. Funnest Frontier. Hello, there's Cosmo. Haven't seen Cosmo in a while. Good to see you. Uh, there's BC. And oh, I'm just waiting for it. It's good. Yep, there it is. There it is. He dropped an Alamoraine to the whole gang. <laughs> just like he would. Uh, there's David, and there's, uh, who else? There's another Paul. There's Paul Wright. There's Dave, as opposed to David, and uh, Carlos, and Dominic, and uh, ooh, a third Paul. We got so many Pauls. Fantastic. Paul Trifecta. Yes, glad to see you all. Uh, let's see how Carlos says, can you guys stop the fire between California and Nevada? Thanks. <laughs> I didn't realize there was one. I just got back last night. Uh, Oh, hey, Tracy Coco. Good to see you. And I suppose we will see you in Vegas in a few days. Uh, Let's see here. And, oh, there's Jane. And, uh, oh, so many people saying hi now. They're all all excited. They're all, yeah. Uh, Paul actually, Paul Wright says, hello, mission loggers, taking a break from packing to join in. (laughs) Yes. When I leave here, I'm going back to uh back home to pack that's what i'm doing have you packed i'm half packed okay so i'm getting there yeah you certainly are you're way ahead of me i throw it all in the suitcase i just pick up like oh can i wear this to a a, you know a certain kind of convention and uh yeah it works so i just throw it all in there and then i make the outfits at the convention there's no real planning yeah yeah yeah, that's. I've always been told you should plan the outfits and pack them. That and I don't. I just gather everything that I can get my arms around, throw it in nope. the suitcase, and then make it up as I go along. By the way, Dom says uh, in the chat the latest Delta Flyers episode with Michelle Hurd's interview about the strike is fierce mm-hmm. AF. So definitely recommend that. Thank you, Dom, for the heads up on that one. And uh, let's see here. David says he is packing tomorrow. Uh, he filled shampoo in a large travel bottle and then gave up. <laughs> so, and Jane hey, Thurman, he's showing us all up. He says he's packed. He's packed. Not cool. Not I mean, cool. no, but when you are that cool, you're already I, packed. I guess so. I guess if he just comes here to show us all up. To say that he's packed. <laughs> Sarah saying, can't wait to see all you guys. And uh, and Paul, Paul says, you're both always so well-dressed. John Champion Aww. and Heather Ray Barker. So that so is... So sweet. Yeah, very nice of him. Now, we do have a bunch of callers standing by, so we will definitely get to you in a moment. But before we do, Heather, how about a little uh, shout-out to the rest of the Roddenberry Podcast Network? All right. There's a bunch of them, and you should follow all of them at podcast.roddenberry.com. <laughs> And make sure to also like and subscribe to our content on YouTube.Ronberry Entertainment. Like the video you're watching right now. Do all the likes because we want that exposure. Thank you. There you go. Exactly. It's as simple as that. A lot of shows to pick from, a lot of platforms to watch us on. But if you go to podcast.rottenberry.com, you will find them all there. 
So now I have some exciting news that uh, as of today, I was able to take a look at a nearly completed schedule for everything that we're doing in Vegas. So I've jotted those down here, not in any particular order. There are some things that are happening on multiple days, but we'll definitely get into that and talk about what's happening in Vegas. Um, when do you get in? Do you, do you go tomorrow or Wednesday? Wednesday afternoon, hoping that all the flights go well. Yes. And- I also hope I can have a nap in the middle of the day, but we'll I see hope's... about that. Who knows? Yeah, I, I usually prefer to get in on a Tuesday, <laughs> but couldn't do that this year. So Wednesday it is, and hopefully we can leave early enough to just chill out for a little while because Wednesday night, right away, there's stuff happening, and you kick that off. Yes. So at 7 o'clock at IBAR is the Nubian solo traveler event where it's really just welcome to anybody. You can be a veteran of STLV. You can, it could be your 13th year, whatever mine is. It's it's nuts. I've been going far too long. Um, but it's just a place to come and hang out. And we'll be there for a couple hours up until mm-hmm. the landing party, which I'm sure you would like to talk about. Yes. So the landing party, which, and by the way, you said that your meetup is, you know, for newbies and veterans alike. And it is one of those cool things for those of us who have been going a long time to say hi and welcome those who are coming in. And then the landing party, um, I do have to admit that this year I've been occupied with other things in my life a lot of people know and uh larry and kayla larry nemechek dr trek and kayla yakovino dr kayla yakovino <laughs> have really uh taken on the lion's share of the work but what we do is we have this informal get together because we know that everybody's going to show up at the masquerade bar at some point but we do something with it we have trivia we have prizes and it's just a great chance to meet and greet say hello to everybody and uh, and kick off the rest of the week so we will see you all there um, and I will try not to lose my voice that night. Good luck. That's usually what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? But again, like this year, I've had less to do with it. So I think I'll just kind of stay a little, maybe a little off to the side and maybe, you know, pick up the mic and say hi. And then, and then that'll be it. Yeah. And I'll move along. Nice and chill. Get, get your yeah. drink of choice and, and mix, mix and say hi to everybody like I do. Exactly. There you go. Because I will have to start getting up early for the Mm -hmm. week's festivities because there is a lot going on. And uh, we will get into that very shortly here. I do want to uh, recognize that waiting in the caller list, we have John Arminio, we have Captain Mike, we have Alan, we got Cosmo, we got Cherie, and Paul Harveth all waiting. So I tell you what, Earl, if you want to drop our first caller in the chat and uh, we will go ahead and say hi to John Arminio as soon as he drops in here. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, almost. All right, we'll give him a second to get in here. I feel but, like we're catching a Pokemon. I, it is kind of like, like that. Yeah, exactly. And I will say that in the live chat, uh, so Paul Wright says, just saw that Masquerade Bar will be open all week. Yeah, you, you yeah. better believe it. They better. They, it, it's, you know, Rio in the last several years, they've closed some things, reopened some things, but they know, they know that the Trekkies show up and they, they drink a lot. Um, I, I, I heard this, I mean, not that I'm, you know, encouraging people to overindulge at all. Please don't. Not good. Um, but I heard this interesting thing on the Star Trek cruise, and I don't know if this is true or not. Might just be urban legend, might be apocryphal, not really sure. But what I heard is that for the Star Trek cruise, people book their tickets, and then they come, and then all week long it's a party, and they're going to the bars, and they're buying stuff, and they're living it up, right? On the cruise that comes right after it, the 80s cruise, they require everyone to buy the minimum drinks package, to make sure they hit their minimum. Star Trek crews, they don't have to do that. <laughs> I mean, you've been, so you would I've know. Been. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not far off the mark. I got to say. Yeah. I don't well, know like, that I could drink that much on a boat, though. <laughs> I can't. Look, I, I try to discourage anybody from getting a drinks package on a ship. It's because I figure, look, if I were heroic enough, to drink whatever it is, 100, 120 bucks worth of alcohol on day one. I do not want that on day two and likely day three either. So it would be lost on me, the value of it. Yeah. 
right, let's say hi to our first caller. It's John Arminio. Usually, John bringing up the end of the show to drop a philosophical bomb on us, but tonight you're kicking us oh. off. So good, good to see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, uh, this week I watched an episode of this series called Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Very interesting. Well, you yeah. can tell us about it because this is open phones and you can talk about whatever you want. Sure. And Heather and I will just be good listeners. Um, well, you know, the, the episode, as I'm sure everybody who's listening, you know, uh, knows, it, it, it deals with um, a Klingon ambassador who was a former general and combatant in the Klingon War, so, sort of trying, or it seems, trying to make recompense for the war crimes that he committed, but, you know, not even being honest with his role in those crimes. And so, you know, the, the episode deals with things, incredibly heavy topics like, you know, both uh, war crimes, the trauma resulted from them, and then how do we define what forgiveness is for the people who commit those crimes? Um, but one sort of real world parallel that I was thinking about as pertains to, um, Chapel and Mbenga's experiences in the Klingon War is that um, since yeah, for the past like 70 years or so when America goes to war um, the general public's involvement and cognizance of what those soldiers and sailors are experiencing has gradually diminished Um you know, in Vietnam, it, it you know, we had conscription, but it was a war fought largely by poor black, very young people. And so the people who were making the decisions to go to war, it, it was sort of out of sight, out of mind, unless you had a, a family member involved. And now we're at a point where unless you have a family member involved, it's it's a, a war that America has participated in doesn't even affect you. Um, in any real way. And so I'm just wondering in, in the world of the Federation where we're in this sort of utopian future, how much separation is there between people like Mbanga and Chapel who are on the front lines and seen this trauma from the people um, on earth who, you know, they're living in a future that's, that we would certainly love to participate in, but it seems like the disparity between what Mbanga and Chapel um, went through in, in the horror of the Klingon war is so separate from the lifestyle of the people of earth that I don't know how much the majority of the population in the 23rd century can even comprehend what they went through like is that society capable of handling that sort of combat trauma when it's it's just not in their, their purview anymore as a society well john i'm going to unfortunately say that i can't address that directly okay <laughs> but 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 that's why this is your platform to get out that very interesting thought and share that with our audience and our audience can take it and make of it what they will and comment on it which i see they're already doing here i i want to address the uh, the historical part of it because that's an area that i am also very interested in and how the idea of war and the experience of war is recorded and shared to other people. And um, you mentioned our path, uh, speaking from an American perspective in the last 70 years, and uh, you sort of look at the, the amount and type of news media and propaganda that came out of World War II compared to then a generation later in Vietnam, compared then to a generation later with uh, things like the war in Iraq and various conflicts that we have going on now. And to me, I, I think what's more complicating about all of that is that the amount and the variety of types of instant media that we all have. We all walk around with television production studios in our pockets. We can all capture that all the time in vivid detail. And it seems like because of that, 
the amount of oversight that a military or government then demands to quash and control that narrative has increased multiple times. At the same time, you also have multiple competing news outlets that, as I watch, uh, for example, the invasion of Ukraine and seeing multiple different perspectives of that and very much the reality of that being delivered into our homes. So um, in a science fiction context, <laughs> I think yeah. that is great grounds to explore. And I, I don't know if... Well, will you tell me, it, do you feel like there is an ideal balance in those competing aims to be able to get truth and experience and the record of history out versus the competing aim, which is to sort of control a narrative? Because um, I, I can understand certainly both sides of the argument, even if I may agree with one or the other. I mean, I'm of the opinion that the more honest we are with the public, the the better. And and, and I realize there's definitely an argument to be made for respecting the families of people. Like you, you don't want, you know, TMZ f filming bodies of soldiers being like, you know, cut it off a, a cargo plane or, or yeah. something like that. But I think you need to be honest with what we're with, what the consequences of, of war are, um, you know, like for example, like the, the, the war in Iraq, um, things that went underreported for years and years was, was just how many, so we constantly hear about like deaths, but we rarely hear about the, the incredibly high numbers of, of wounded. Right. Um, and and also the hundreds of thousands of Iraqis who who died in that war, and, and that was not part of the media narrative. Um. So and and I think as a country, you know, we're still grappling with the realities of trauma. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is the uh, uh, the best years of our lives from mm. forty six or forty seven, which is j it's like a two hour forty five minute movie about. What a group of veterans who are having trouble adjusting to the world after World War II. Um, it's one of Frederick March's uh, best roles, and um, it features um, a real um, am a double amputee who won two Oscars for the role. The only time an actor w won two Oscars for the role, he won Best Supporting Actor, and um, and just a, like a special award that they sort of created for him for, for that one role. Oh wow. Um, and you know, it's just how these, now that you like, for, for example, this guy, a uh, pilot who was an officer in the war now, like he's having trouble finding any sort of employment. So this, this guy that was in charge, um, had an incredibly important job now is sort of like an afterthought to, to his friends and his family and just, and, you know, because of episodes like like this one from Stranger Worlds were still unable to grapple with um, how do we as a society handle the trauma of the people we send to war mm -hmm. especially when we're very uncomfortable with the role that we played in it uh, and I think that was probably the, the peak of that or the nadir of that was with Vietnam but I, th yeah. I think it, it it absolutely continues. And and I think, um, just real quick before I yield the floor, um, another aspect of this, of the Strange and World episode was how do we consider forgiveness in, in a sort of a, a post-war environment? But I think was really interesting, you know, is that, um, and the rabbi Daniel Rutt, Runberg has written about this in a, a great book called um, Repentance and Repair. Um, but it seems like the Klingon ambassador was sort of like weaponizing forgiveness. Like forcing Starfleet and Embegas specifically to be like, if you don't forgive me 
for the sins I committed, you're a bad person. Mm. And as much as I believe in forgiveness, I think it requires acknowledgement of what was done and attempts at repairing those, those sins. Um, And you can't just be like, well, I'm sorry. So let's move on. No, that's something that absolutely happens in the micro level too, where the person expecting forgiveness, it sort of absolves them of everything. Yeah. And that, and that was a theme of the, of, of Oppenheimer. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Where Oppenheimer was say, "Oh, I, I become death destroyer of worlds. Look how guilty I feel." Mm-hmm. Like, you, that doesn't absolve you if you feel bad for creating a nuclear weapon. Right, right, right. John, thank you tremendously for doing what you do so well, which is coming in here and giving us some great ideas to think about. People commenting on it in the chat, so I would say stick around there as well, and you might get some very direct responses. James Kerwin, you're so funny. <laughs> All right. I, I, and I, I really appreciate you letting me start the show off with such sort of serious topics. I think if, if Alan's around, we need a song after all. <laughs> no, look, I appreciate it. We're, we're going into a funny Vegas promo, but then hopefully we'll have some more serious calls too. Yeah. So thank you very much for that. And uh, we'll, we'll do this again sometime. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Take care. Take care, thank John. You. Be good. Hey, uh, because we lack any form of transition <laughs> to come from a, uh, a serious and insightful and important call like that, uh, we'll just go right over to Captain Mike because Captain Mike will help us segue into a conversation about what's happening in Vegas in a couple of days. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Great to be here, John. When when the other John mentioned something about a pilot, I was like, "Oh, here's our avenue to to cut in." But what a what an insightful what what a great and to gain the perspective of other viewers, you know, with different different ways of thinking and different um, uh, ability to perceive and and their empathy and their their high EQ is just such a such a gift in in this environment in this mission log family uh, that we have. Uh, oh, and, whether and- it's by the way, sorry to cut you off. Just want to uh, make sure that if John is still listening and engaging in the chat, John is a very talented podcaster as well. So by all means, drop your uh, link in the chat so other people can catch your show. So and uh, Go ahead. Yeah, it's okay. And you mentioned James Kerwin's comment. I laughed out loud at that. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I will. I will not read it out loud. But it was. It was. I did laugh out loud on that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, Vegas, baby. Uh, we're going to talk about that one show that Seth MacFarlane made. That's kind of like that other show that Gene made. Yeah, and we're going to do that on the main stage at three o'clock on Saturday. Is and, that your uh, intro? Is that are you going to do it? I think so. I, I, I love it. that. And uh, we're going to open an undistinct or uh, indistinct jar of envelopes that may uh, of uh, vegetables that maybe have been marinated in something and savor what's inside. <laughs> so that's that's our plan. Well, we know we need no longer fear the banana, Heather. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're looking forward to. It. We've got uh, Scott Penny, Jay Lee, um, Peter Macon, Mark Jackson. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott Grimes, if I didn't say that already, so six all together. And just found out a couple of days ago, Brandon Braga is going to uh, be on stage also. So reached out to Seth today to see if there were any do's and don'ts. And he just said, no, man, I just, we, we trust you. So just, you know, do your best. Try not to get canceled. And, uh, <laughs> that's, so that's, that's, that's I mean, the look, goal. With that lineup, you got the six actors and Brandon and you and Jessica. This needs to be like a six hour panel. It, um, it does, but it, I'm thinking everybody gets yeah. like four minutes, you know, because yeah, questions yeah. take up the better part of, you know, half an hour or so, um, yeah. depending on, you know, what the format is there. But I'm thinking 20 minutes for questions. We've got five minutes or so for each each person at, at yeah. the most with a little bit of interest. So it's going to go fast, but I'm really excited about it. And just, uh, man, just just what what an amazing ride this has been, John. Just thanks for thanks for inviting me in to do this, you know, a couple of years ago. And it has just been a great experience and really looking forward to seeing you and Jessica out there and everybody. Likewise, likewise. Well, well, you guys do a stellar job and it is a testament to the quality that 
uh, that you bring to each of your shows. And if people don't listen to it, well, go to podcast.ronberry.com and find Mike and Jessica's show because it's great. Um, uh, but it, it is a testament to the quality of the show that you do that you have been embraced by Seth and his whole production team and the people that he works with. And all I can say is that, you know, uh, I, I want to pay attention to the future and hopefully he will be doing more when we are past all of this. Uh, I was told this, today yeah. by a co-producer to mm-hmm. remain optimistic. So okay. that was, that was, uh, it was Tom Costantino. Oh, so sure. he just said, I would stay optimistic. Just, uh, it's going to take some time to put the pieces back together after the strike. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. all the creatives, uh, in front of and behind the camera and, you know, specifically the writers and actors, uh, get what they deserve because Excellent. the studios are making billions and that needs to be, uh, commensurate with what those other folks are making. Yeah, it is astonishing when you look at this sort of the the separation in decades. You know, there's the world of TV pre-reruns, and that changed everything when people figured out, oh, wait, reruns can also make money, and we need to make money, you know, with actors and writers and everybody need to be paid for that product being reused and reused. Now, similar situation, we're in this post-streaming era where – Streaming took off, completely rewrote the rules, and left everybody out in the process. Um, And that has only been getting worse and worse. Yeah, it's a watershed moment, just like the advent of television and uh, last co-strike was in 1960. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing the same thing now, that watershed moment with streaming and everything changing. And we've got to take care of the people that take care of us with their creativity and their uh, uh, ability to entertain and ability to get us to think about things and put ourselves in the shoes of other people so we can understand one another. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well said. And remind us again, Saturday creation main stage three o'clock. I don't have to remind you of a thing. You got it all correct, sir. (laughs) Good, good. Well, I hope everybody goes there. And hey, look, you, you, sir, you're going to have the great privilege and honor when you walk off of that stage. They put a Sharpie in your hand and you go sign the big poster. And then that will get auctioned off to somebody who has no idea who you are. I love that. That is the way it works. That that makes me so happy that that. somebody's going to be like, who's this guy? I I don't know. (laughs) This guy, we don't know. (laughs) Yes, that's the way it works. Uh, Mike, thank you for all the uh, the hard work that you've done over the last few years on our little shows. And uh, I love to see it pay off with something like this. So, uh, All righty. Looking forward to seeing you you and Heather in the next couple of days. Thanks so much, John. Likewise. Take care, Mike. Be good. Bye. All right. So there was one little tease of what we're going to get during... (laughs) STLV. Can we call it that? We're going to call it Creation's 57-Year Mission Convention. We'll call it that. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, So before we get to more of what is on our stage, let's go ahead and welcome in Alan, uh, who is in Iowa. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm... You know, I was I was traveling last week and trying to get home, and apparently I overshot it. Uh, Anybody who knows... uh, for sure knows that I'm about a hour, two hours off course. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully soon I'll be home. <laughs> All right. I yeah. hope so. Well, what's on your mind tonight, Alan? Well, yeah. I also wanted a uh, uh, a somewhat neutral background compared to what I usually sure. have. Yep. Uh, but, you yep. know, um, so, yeah, I I just wanted to comment a little bit about the episode and just say that mm. it was – Certainly, you know, a challenging one and one that I'm sort of wrestling with internally. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about, uh, at the end of the day, it's going to take some time to, to sort of process. So luckily we don't have to have a big discussion about it now, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it just, it got me thinking that, you know, wow, a group of, a group of, of, of people say, uh, you know, maybe not a, we won't use Star Trek terminology. So let's, let's call sure. it an association. Okay. Yeah. Um, an association, uh, is, uh, 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 bands together. Uh, and, uh, turns out that for a long time, they were in some sort of conflict with one of their rivals. Mm. Uh, and, uh, they, uh, you know, in a sense, we're out to, you know, destroy each other's uh, ability to produce things. Mm-hmm. You know, an association 
about producing things. And mm-hmm. um but after a while, uh they they find themselves in a place where they've taken their, their enemy and have uh used them almost as sort of like a negotiator or an ambassador for their position against, you know, other entities that they might do business or, you know, have feelings sure. with. Sure. Um, that seems like a problematic choice. <laughs> and um, by that, I mean to say uh, to the studios out there, Netflix is not your friend. <laughs> they are. <laughs> uh-huh. Keep if, going. If, if what I'm hearing is correct and Netflix is the thing that's holding up this strike that's a stupid idea. Why are you letting them do that to you guys? Um, think about it. Six months, nine months, 12 months down the road, when you're out of movies to put in theaters, when you're out of TV shows to put on TV, where's Netflix going to be? Right where they want to be. Sitting pretty with their subscribers, watching Squid Game 3 or whatever is out at that point. They're going to be fine. You're the ones who are going to be in trouble. So if 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 it's really Netflix that's holding this all up, kick them out of your little club, guys. You can do better. Um, otherwise, I don't want to take a, a huge amount of time because I know we've got other people uh, waiting in the queue. But at, at the end of the day, I wanted to, to call in today because I feel like we're not going to be able to spend time together as as uh, as friends here on Zoom or on on the the fabulous Mission Log Discord for about a week while you guys are out in the desert. And I just want to say that I hope you have just as much of a, a fun and uh, rewarding and and. Uh, Oh, just just a great uh, convention experience as I've just gotten through with myself. So, man, uh, that that is great to hear, <laughs> and I I love how you wove together those stories. You know, very, very nicely done. Just like, you know, things things sort of uh, struck me, and uh, as far as a song, who knows? Maybe next time <laughs> I'll be in a musical mood for some reason. I don't know. Very we'll see good. what happens. Very good, but. Well, uh, uh, look, well, thank you for that. And yeah, it's true that we probably, some of us at least, won't be on Discord as much. But, you know, that is the perfect segue to our mid-show break, where we remind people that this conversation carries on in a very uncensored, uncagey kind of way <laughs> in our Discord, uh, where there are uh, there are text threads there, but then there is live chat very much like this where we get to talk about all manner of things and uh, be very honest about what we're talking about. Uh, so that is all available for you on Discord. And I would also, I hope what happens is that for a lot of us mission loggers who will be getting together in Vegas, uh, that we will flip on that video channel at some point and uh, be able to share kind of what's happening there with people who can't make it, but are uh, members of our community. So, um, Heather, anything lately that has caught your eye in the Mission Log Discord, which, by the way, is uh, available to you from patreon.com slash mission log. That is, of course, how you get into the Mission Log Discord. Well, I have to say, Alan just broke my heart. <laughs> um, so oh, I will, no. face, I will FaceTime you in uh, to that that place that we're all going. Um, yeah. And I and will do my best to be there. <laughs> good. The um, you know, so we've been talking about something that we might be talking about tonight on Discord uh, mm. uh, every every Wednesday and having that conversation where I do get to talk about things, and so. I won't be there this week, but uh, next week, next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, if you want to talk about certain things, then yes. then we will be there to talk about thing that we've been talking about tonight. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Perfect. Uh, Under the yeah, cloak okay. of Discord? Yes, yes. There you go. There yes. you go. There we go. Well, that says it all because our Discord is a private server and it is 
only open to people who have joined us on Patreon, patreon.com slash mission log. So we don't have to worry about all of this. We don't have to think twice about what we're going to say there. So join us today, patreon.com slash mission log. You will very soon after get a link exclusive to you to join our discord. And we'll see you there. We talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've, we've even created channels there specifically because people said, Hey, I want to talk about this. And then and we do that. So that's the kind of service you get on our Discord. So, and Spencer just said, wait, wait, are we talking about Voldemort? <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe so, maybe indeed. Alan, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to jump yes. over to our next caller. And, Have a good uh, one, guys. Thank and, you, thank uh, you. Yeah, yep, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll get there next year. Yes, yes, we hope to see you there. All right, take care. And I promise, promise, we will get to the rundown of uh, the highlights of what's on the Roddenberry stage. Now, Heather, you and I already did that, and uh, Mike was there, of course, too, and Norm, when we did the uh, the get-together on the Seventh Rule uh-huh. podcast. That was a few weeks ago, though, and here we are now at the 11th hour, and we really do have something akin to a schedule and yes. uh, a lot more detail about what's happening. So. Yeah, very much look forward to that. All right, Cosmo, welcome back to the show. We haven't seen you in a little while, and you're out there living it up. It's outside, sunny. It's a beautiful evening. I went outside to throw some trash out, and I figured it was going to be hot and gross, but it's breezy in mid-80s, and so I decided to stay out here. All right, good. Well, and what is on your mind tonight? Uh, Well, since it's open topic, I would like to start off – my wife works at a school and uh, she found out today her uh, school's band director was doing a charity bike ride from California out to New Mexico to raise money for a water project with the Navajo nation. Mm -hmm. And he rode all the way to New Mexico and he was in Salinas on his way back home. And uh, he was struck by a driver, not paying attention and killed. Um, And so uh, if anybody would like to, retweet his charity um you can find me at starfleet panels on twitter and uh, my most recent tweet has the article and uh, his charity and you know just retweeting and signal boosting a worthy charity uh helps a lot and uh yeah so the the whole school community is pretty shook up and uh it's a shame he made it so far he he rode his bike through death valley last week and uh made it through all that and uh, then a distracted driver. So uh, at Starfleet Panels, if anybody wants to retweet and uh, signal boost a worthy charity. Got it. I'm so sorry to hear that. Please give Heidi my best. And um, yeah, that that is worthy. And by the way, follow at Starfleet Panels anyway, because those panels definitely don't explode. My, yep. My, my original right. handle was uh, yeah. Picard's Fish, but then yeah. Twitter banned him for unexploded reasons and uh yeah so then i i pretend to sell exploding panels full of rocks on mm-hmm. twitter so that's that's the best um, kind yeah uh let's see um one quick comment that you guys can't comment about about uh, a recent episode of star trek um it left a weird taste in my mouth having a main character of mine murder somebody um and I, I liked the episode, but, um, you know, looking back on a Deep Space Nine episode where uh, Cisco did not directly murder somebody, he contributed to, but Garrick did it, who's a, a spy. And so uh, that just left me feeling a little weird, uh, but we didn't see exactly how it went down. Uh, so it didn't bum me out too much, but just feeling a little weird about that. But I know you guys can't comment. Um, and then my other thought is I'm just so delighted with how many options there are for Star Trek toys these days. A decade ago, there was nothing but Eagle Moss stuff. And uh, that wasn't really toys, uh, as my son found out. Um, but now they've, uh, there's a whole line called reaction figures. And yes. they are little from like season one TNG, these little three and three quarter inch ones. And they're delightful. They're reasonably priced. And uh, so there's lots of cool uh, Trek toys out there. And it's really fun gifting those to James. Uh, my buddy's nine year old got a uh, Borg from me and a uh, Lego TOS Enterprise for his birthday, and he was happy about that. So, uh, yay Star Trek and yay Toy Makers for finally getting us some 
options. Hard agree there. I love the reaction line. I mean, if I got too into it, I would just have every cabinet and every available shelf space filled with those because they, they, they do the deep dive of stuff that I always wanted to see and they make it. So it's yep. pretty great. Yeah. Excellent. Cosmo, thank you for calling in tonight. Really appreciate it. And, uh, one last uh, thing. Uh, oh, yeah, please. So, um, last night, uh, my James, my eight-year-old, and I were browsing through uh, my iTunes purchases, trying to figure out what to watch. And uh, he chose black and white original, The Day the Earth Stood Still. And that yes. made me a proud daddy moment because yes. how many eight-year-olds would request to watch that? And, uh, so, and he stayed engaged the whole time. So way to go. And that, that is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it in a while, go check it out. Did it right. Michael Rennie transcends and Robert Wise's talent is all over that screen. So awesome. I'm so glad. Good to see you all guys. Right. Have fun in Vegas. Take care. Bye. Hey, speaking of Vegas, <laughs> let's get to that lineup, shall we? And uh, Sheree is on deck and then uh, we'll have Paul at the very end. And uh, but yeah, that now seems like the right time. So Sheree, hang on just a moment. <clears throat> Sorry. And uh, let me share a little bit about of what has fleshed out our schedule coming up in Vegas at Creation's 57-year mission convention. So we've mentioned the morning show before, and the morning show is coming back Thursday and Friday, 9.30 in the morning, uh, Saturday, Sunday, 9 in the morning. Now, here's the caveat, and I apologize. In previous years, we were able to bring in coffee and donuts for everyone. We're no longer allowed to do that. It's not because we don't want to. It's because we're not allowed to. However, the hotel, and I think you'll follow the path of logic here, the hotel is opening that bar breakfast area just ahead of time for the morning show. You would put two and two together. <laughs> so uh, so that will be available. That will be open. And uh, Jessica Lynn Verdi and I will host the morning show, and we'll have a multitude of guests. And I can tell you right away that at the halfway point in each morning show, we will have Callie's Klingon Corner, and you will be able to learn a bit of Klingon every day. So I promise that to you. <laughs> All right? So that is one of the things that will happen along with special guests along with previews of what's coming up for the day because we like to think that we're there as kind of your live program to point out some highlights and things to do during the day at the convention and the reason they're early is because we're trying to kick it off you know just before the creation stage is open so you come see us and then you get out there to see what's happening on those stages and and it should be streamed. Now, I say should be because we may run into some technical problems, as we do sometimes, but it should be streamed. And uh, if all goes according to plan, you will be able to see those live streams, facebook.com slash Roddenberry and Creations Facebook page and our YouTube pages as well. So Roddenberry, Product or Roddenberry Prod or Roddenberry Entertainment and I believe Creation Ent or Creation Entertainment on YouTube as well. So follow any of those places. And uh, we heard from a lot of people who would watch it if they couldn't go to the convention because they wanted to know what would be happening anyway. And then people who were getting ready for the day watching in their rooms and they could catch us talking about what was coming up. So that is the plan. Stand by, follow all of Roddenberry's social media and creation social media, and we will put up links to that so you know to go watch it. Um, our friends from Lambda Quadrant, they will have a panel, I believe it's consistent every day at 11.30 a.m. So on our stage every day at 11.30, you know that that will be the Lambda Quadrant hour. They will have their time on our stage. Um, Heather, you, you seem very pleased about that. Oh, I love them. I love them yes. so much. And we had them um, last year. Mm -hmm. We had them host yep. a panel. Um, yep. And they are helping co-host the Nubian Solo Traveler event. So just happy to see them. Great people. Great content. Yes, yes. Uh, now, Kerwin in the chat says, I'll be on stage with Larry at 4.18 a.m. Sunday morning. <laughs> now, now, that may be the case. That may very well be the case. But I can tell you also, in addition to that, Larry and I and uh, Dr. Kaylee Yacovino and uh, Meredith Michael and Dr. Mohamed Noor, we will be sharing the stage for what we are calling very cleverly 
extremely cleverly the demon haunted planet that is a play on carl sagan's book the demon haunted world and we're going to be talking about ideas of pseudoscience and how we need to use our critical thinking if we intend to get to a prosperous and progressive future that is espoused in some of our favorite science fiction so it's about trying to separate what is maybe a conspiratorially driven pseudoscience idea versus what is the real world thing that should really be grabbing our attention. So we'll be having a panel discussion about that. And that will be on Thursday morning, I believe 1030. Um, James and Larry will also take the stage, I believe later that day, but I might be wrong, for canon smoothing. That's one of my favorite things where you go through and you go, okay, well, this thing in this story doesn't fit this moment in this story. How do we smooth this out? How do we rationalize what happened to make our beautiful, perfect canon? Because, you know, it's all thought out ahead of time so well. They never make mistakes, right? No, no, no. This is how you smooth out the uh, the mishaps in canon. Uh, Thrifty Trekkie will be joining us for two sessions of makeup. Heather, you, you're a fan? Yeah, Kellen. Yeah. Sorry, it's not like all my friends are on the panels. It, it just worked out that way. That's it. Right. Uh, but no, Kell- Kellen, uh, a wonderful cosplayer, super creative, everything thrifted, um, you know, budgeted cosplay so that it, it's accessible for everyone. Uh, so I was super excited to see Kellen included this year. Awesome. So we will have Thrifty Trekkie doing two sessions. One will be Trill, and the other will be a combined, uh, it'll be a Bajoran makeup and a Klingon makeup on that second day. Uh, so check the program to get the specifics on that. We will have multiple performances by Bonnie Gordon. Uh, later in the day, like around 4.30, right before our stage will break uh, to be reset for evening shows, Bonnie Gordon will be doing multiple solo shows. Cannot wait for those. Uh, speaking of Bonnie Gordon, she will be appearing on Match Game. And uh, Match Game, hosted by a very talented game show host, Gene Raygun. Can't wait to see what Gene brings to the stage this year. Uh, but I do know that Bonnie will be there. John Billingsley will be there. Connor Trenier will be there. Other guests TBA, so make sure you pay attention to that. That will be on Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Um, astronomer Rika French has two sessions. Uh, I know that one of them will be about kind of current uh, uh, astronomical news, including uh, updates from the JWST. I know that another one will be about the upcoming eclipses. And I'm very excited about that because I, I want to I book a cruise during the eclipse. <laughs> I've, I've been reading about these trips that are, that are parking themselves in the Pacific, kind of down closer to Mexico, where apparently this is going to be prime viewing for this wow. total solar eclipse uh, next spring. Yeah, that's amazing. I know that somewhere cool, in right? all of this, I don't know if it's our panels. I think Rika's very busy at this convention. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's somewhere else where I think she's like hooking you up with glasses, even like eclipse glasses. And I think she's going to bring some of those to our panel. So what we try to do hey. is separate it a bit. So hey. there's the the creation stage panel on Thursday, and then ours will be a couple of days later. So if you missed it or you want to come yeah. back for more, then you'll be able to get a double dose. Um, and then I am so excited that Norm and Shar will be hosting on our stage Mission Log Prodigy Presents conversation with Dan and Kevin Hageman and Aaron Waltke. So yes. yes, there is a Prodigy panel on one of the creation stages, but you know that our Mission Log approach is something a little different. Talking about morals, meanings, messages, talking about some of the bigger picture ideas, and that is what I expect out of that panel in that more intimate environment. So. Make sure you look on the schedule for that. Looking forward to it. And then there's games. There's bingo. There's a a scavenger hunt. Uh, There are other games. Uh, I I will tease it here. It's Six Degrees of Gene Roddenberry. (laughs) And it is not exactly what you may think it is. Mm. There, There is a little spin on that game that isn't just like going to IMDb and, you know, so... Stick around for that for sure. Trek Don't show to- up drunk. No, you can't. You might be confused. You have to show your work. <laughs> you have to show your work. That, that's the trick. Uh, Trek Geeks will be back with Stump the Geek. And uh, of course, we mentioned it. Uh, Mike, 
Again, the Orville panel, Saturday, 3 p.m., right? Excellent. All right. Uh, I think Match Game is going to compete with that a little bit, but, you know, that that's fine. <laughs> so enjoy. Um, and then uh, Star Trek Wines and Spirits have to give them a shout out because they are providing a lot of product to us, but they are also hosting some very cool events on our stage. They're doing a whiskey hour on Thursday. Very happy about that. And then the big wine tasting on Friday. And that will be a ticketed but a free event. And we'll be providing QR code so you can sign up for it. Join us for that. And uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not, but I'm going to say it anyway because I didn't hear back in time. <laughs> um, Star Trek Spirits will be releasing. They'll be announcing a brand new, very limited set of whiskeys. Um, I, I think it's only a couple of hundred bottles. That's it. And uh, they're only releasing a small portion of that that can be ordered at the convention. People who do order at the convention will get invited to a very exclusive tasting. And they're bringing one of their uh, top uh, uh, mixologist, connoisseur, like a whiskey expert. So you get to hang out, mingle there. Uh, so make sure that you check in with the Star Trek Wines and Spirits folks or check in with us. We'll be able to provide you with information to get connected to that. Um, let me just say that if you are a collector and you like really fine high-end collectibles and you also appreciate a, a nice drink, uh, this will have your name all over it. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's what's coming up. And uh, what is coming up in the immediate future is Cherie, who has uh, joined us again. Cherie, how's it going tonight? Hey, good. Can you hear me okay? We can, absolutely. Wonderful. I love, I love your background. <laughs> you got Will and Gates, who are both on the, <laughs> uh, the picket line. That's great. And we yes. have we have strike Spock, uh, strike Spock, and Picket Mariner. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is that Very is all cool. Tawny Newsom's writing. So <laughs> That's can't fantastic. take credit. That was the caption of the picture. <laughs> oh, so cool, so cool. Well, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, so uh, I was wondering, uh, do you guys always have Star Trek Las Vegas at the same time every year? You know, it's interesting. They did. And then last year they changed it <laughs> because oh, okay. they had to. Uh, but it seems like that first weekend in August is really okay. the sweet spot. And I would say that All because right. you're, you're after Comic-Con, you're before Dragon Con. And mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of people who work in education who said, oh, when they had mm -hmm. it later in the summer, later in August, couldn't go because they were already back <laughs> in school. So, right. Yeah, keep your eye always on that first weekend in yeah. August. I want to try to go next year, but uh, I actually, I'm a public librarian, and whereas uh. the schools are in their downtime, this is when all of, this is where all the kids go. Um, right. <laughs> big right. programs during the summer, summer reading programs and stuff to help the kids during the summer, and um, and also just because it's fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, so there's a big uh, event that, <laughs> like, even yes. if I had wanted to go this year, um, a giant thing that I'm working on, um, it, like, ends, like, I want to say, like, right, like, actually, the, it, I think you guys start, because you guys start on the third, right? Yeah, uh, yes, this year it officially yeah. starts on the third, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, that's still when I have to do a giant program. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, hey, um, so we'll see how it goes next year. I, I don't know how the dates for that program will pan out. Well, and I will say this because <laughs> uh, pretty much every year at the end of the convention, they may even have it in the program as it if they have a printed program this year, uh, but they'll announce the dates and any relevant information for the next year. Now, mm, it is my okay. understanding that it won't be at the Rio again next year. No, they, it will be. They confirned it. it. Yes, they did. They, oh, cool. Yeah, Trek Movie uh, interviewed Gary. And oh, think, okay. Yeah, and they did confirm we will be back. So Then I understand wrong. Did they release dates in that interview? <laughs> no, we will, okay. we will know. We will know this week, and we will have both an app schedule and a printed Wonderful. paper schedule. 
Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, hopefully that long-awaited renovation that was supposed to start in 2020 and then 2021 <laughs> and then 2022, hopefully by 2024, it will be in place. <laughs> so that would be the time to come. Yeah. <laughs> Have you uh, have you hit other Star Trek or sci-fi conventions in your fandom life? No, never. Um, and I will I will be honest that for most of my life, uh, I was a bigger fan of a rival uh, sci-fi franchise. I've always been a fan of both. Uh, yeah. I have never I have never had any patience for the you you have to be one or the other. I'm like no no yeah no no there's no, no, both no. there's both you can love both that's fine yeah um. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I was I was a bigger fan of a, a certain other uh, sci-fi franchise <laughs> for some franchise. time. Um, yeah. Star uh, a rival star franchise. Um, <laughs> but um, I I feel like Star Trek um, always had a place in my heart for sure. And then honestly, right now is producing better stuff. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, yeah, not not much argument for me, but you know what? I think it's interesting that uh, both of those star franchises have found, I, I think, a, a you know better depth of storytelling and more interesting stories to tell in streaming and small screen arenas. So that's mm-hmm. another reason that I hope this whole thing resolves itself before too too long because yeah. uh, I happen to like the programming. So, yeah. 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 Um, excellent. Any other thoughts tonight before we wrap so, things up? I will throw out there. I, I, I came prepared this time. I have a conversation topic. Hey, right um, on. Right on. Because I was like, what are some other things other than Star Trek that nobody <laughs> will listen to me on, but I always <laughs> want to talk about? <laughs> fabulous fabulous and i since i mentioned that i'm a librarian um i i wanted to throw out there that the phrase the internet is forever always bothers me a lot because that is a lie um oh. if you understand anything about archives and how to archive information the internet is terrible um <laughs> we are just one step away from losing everything. Um, and so, I mean, yes, can they can they do a screenshot of something and shame you for, mm-hmm. you know, a period that will seem like forever? Sure. Fine. Whatever. But as an archivist, no. It's terrible and it's trash. And um, I also wanted to throw out there that government librarians uh, are often superheroes um, because... Um, the government would like to digitize a lot of government information. They haven't yet. Um, a lot of it is in paper. Um, at least it was. I haven't had a chance to look into it since I was in library school. So maybe they've digitized <laughs> some of it. But um, they're also very slow on the uptake of um, technology in the government. So, um, uh, but the reason that it's probably not the best for them to do that is because right now uh, those documents are in the charge of the government librarians they give them to. So when the government wants to go and make some documents disappear, uh-huh. the government librarian can be like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. I'm I'm not sure where that went. Oh, hmm. It might turn up later, but right now... <laughs> wow. That's, that's a lot of power for a librarian to have. <laughs> and uh, I went to a, a presidential library one time. The uh, I will actually I won't dox myself, so I won't say where I went to school. But um, <laughs> there was a presidential library in the area, um, uh, so uh, we went to it. And um, yeah, those librarians have top, top secret clearance. There is redacted whoa. things and all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, you know that that's interesting to hear you say because yeah, forever takes on a different meaning when you're saying like, oh, okay, well. In my lifetime, this thing that I put on the internet can come back to bite me or embarrass me or or whatever. And uh, Carlos mentions in the chat here the Wayback Machine. And yeah, there's there's a sort of like weird, quirky things to get archived there. And but I, I don't know if forever and ever that will be necessarily the case. But clearly, a book that was printed a hundred or five hundred years ago 
still exists. You can still go get to it. Might be very difficult, but you can get to it, and the content doesn't change. Uh, that that is a, a much more forever perspective than just uh, you know what was on my MySpace page, <laughs> which which I think has been erased for all eternity. So I, <laughs> yeah, I hope. And I hope. Like yeah. even even within our lifetimes, things that I, there's definitely things on the internet. Like I'll I'll like be like, oh, this is a great recipe. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'll just save the link and I'll go back to it later. Oh, no, four oh four error. Yeah, yeah, yes. Recipe not found. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I save it? <laughs> it's it's amazing how much pruning I can do with my books mark bookmarks list in a very short time. Like click doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work, does it gone. All gone. Yeah. Listen, uh, Sheree, this is awesome. Thank, thank you for sharing a bit of your life with us. I, uh, I really Absolutely. appreciate Thanks that. Thanks for listening. Excellent. And, uh, and I hope that if the dates work out somehow for the next convention, you can come join us, or hopefully we'll be on the road and can see you somewhere else when it's more convenient, all right? That would be cool. All right. Thanks. Well, take care. You have a great night. We'll see you soon. You and too. then uh, we're going to wrap <laughs> things up tonight with Paul, who we will be seeing in just a couple of days. Paul, welcome. Hey. Hey. Look at my favorite people here in this room. Um, <laughs> I was just commenting with Earl and, and Alan about, I hope sometime before you know I die, um, I get to see Earl and Alan in the same room at a party, much like yes. you know, we try to do in Vegas. And um, I got to tell you, your sponsor there. Uh, can I mention the sponsor's name? Is that is that legal to say? Absolutely. Star Trek, Star Trek wines uh, yeah. and spirits. Um, part of the fun of doing things is uh, trying to establish the correct color of characters that we know and love. So here's what I suggest: <laughs> you take you take Michelle actually came up with this. You take cran pomegranate juice in a ratio yeah. of two to one yeah. with the Romulan ale vodka the blueness okay and yeah. you can't imagine what color comes up but it is just uh, you know something that's called the boy me up so <laughs> here's what i suggest is on thursday night you take your favorite you know if you have a bottle of the famous blue ale pour it into some cran pomegranate juice and enjoy uh -huh. it with us now if you like something a little sweeter um and maybe a little more powerful like you know 30 percent alcohol mm. you take some limoncello yeah you know everybody has limoncello sitting around i know sure. mike does Sure. <laughs> Heather, Heather's giving me the eyeballs like, uh, nope. It makes great pound cake. But but what you do, though, is you mix that in a ratio of two to one with this fine, fine Romulan ale blueness. And you end up with a 10 D teeny. The Tendy Teeny. Yes. Because it's, it's the it's the Tendy shade of green. So there you go. Those are the secrets that may be revealed here coming up if everything goes as planned. See, now, now, but what I, I love this because Craig sent some uh, some recipes from Star Trek Spirits, but you have taken it another level and come up with themed recipes yourself. And well, you and Michelle in your you know R and D kitchen, <laughs> so yeah. that's awesome. It certainly wasn't about the flavor. <laughs> it's all about the color, baby. It's so if you don't like it. It's the right color. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but you tried them and, you know, you, you, you didn't die trying it. So. I slept really well. <laughs> you <Let's>... slept well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very um, good. Another thing I'm sure of is that, like, if we're on the air a week from now, some of us maybe, I'm not sure, we won't be back in time, but yeah. there will be new stories to be told, right? Oh, like, yeah. Uh, probably enough to last the strike. I imagine between yeah. you and Heather running and running all over and doing panels and live panels, I, it'd be interesting to compare audience size and, you know, what we talked about and did anybody clap? Did anybody boo? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure somebody in the match game panel will at some point boo because that's part of the. Oh, they have to. Yeah, that, that's practically required at this point. Um, looking forward to that for sure. And I think on that Monday. So if all goes according to plan, I will be back in LA. Norman will be in transit back to Florida. Heather, you'll be in transit back to Florida. So it might be me and Holly. So it might be me kind of just sharing whatever weirdness happened at uh, the convention with her. A, a long time uh, veteran of those shows, but uh, hasn't been the last few years. So That'll be cool to share that with her. Maybe, I don't know, Mike, are you, you're getting back Monday, right? So maybe we'll get a, a little report from you if you're not too tired. I might be in a position to help you. That would be, <laughs> that would be fun. 
Okay. <laughs> sure. That's what they all say, Mike. That's what they all say. I mean, I could I could pull an Allen and just call from the airport as I. That's true. That is. I'm in the baggage true. claim. Yes. Oh my we're, we're probably in the airplane. Um, yeah. So I got two last things before we leave. Um, yeah. A check out the live show. If you, we know, we know you, John, we love you, yes. John, your composure. You're just so wonderful in everything. We, we listen to you. You are wait, the reason that mission log exists and that so many of us are here, but I got to tell you when yes. you're on stage with Jessica Lynn Verde, anything can happen and does happen. And it's worth, I, I get up at eight, nine o'clock to be there just to see what's going to happen because it's that unpredictable. So make some time to get there or watch it. Well, thank you. It it is just early enough that neither of us are comfortable and, and just uh, sort of stage conscious enough that the adrenaline is going. So it's a perfect storm of us being on our game and simultaneously off our game. And I usually just take it out on each other. So that yes. that is reason to go to that show. Yes, it really is. Uh, <laughs> certainly enjoyable. It gets you revved up for the day. And I'm going to leave you with this for all our Discord friends. For those of you who should join Discord, the reason to do it is hopefully this is the plan anyway. That our friend Julie, uh, we all know infamous Julie in Discord, mm-hmm. uh, will try and actually live stream the setup on thursday so we normally have after dark on thursday at Mm -hmm. four o'clock pacific and you know unfortunately a lot of people are gone this week but tune in if you're an after dark person just check it out and see if there's some activity you guys hang out together and maybe we're going to do our best to pop in and actually have some voices of some of us in the same room at the same time throughout the evening so um looking forward to that i love that Uh, that's so cool uh so yeah everybody if you if you have joined just go look for it in that After Dark channel. If you haven't joined, we'll get you the Discord link after you join Patreon, and then uh, you will be able to check out our After Dark live stream. I, that's such a cool idea. Thanks for doing that. And uh, seriously, Paul, thank you for everything that you've done to put together this party and make things even that much more fun for all of us at Vegas. So I look forward to seeing you and Michelle and giving you both a big hug. Same here, brother. And right. uh, Heather, we'll see you there. And Mike, um, looking forward to seeing Mike and his lovely wife. And uh, the podcast introduction should be fun, as always. And um, just uh, looking to get there in one piece and have everybody in the same room. And we'll go from there. You know, Can't that's wait. the goal. All Can't right. Wait. Same here, my friends. We'll see Thank you soon. You. Take uh, care. There it is. Mike, <laughs> a- a- any, uh, any sign off for us tonight, Mike? Just, man, really looking forward to it. Come see us on the Orville panel. And if you don't see us there, then uh, you got Match Game with Gene Raygun at the same time or overlapping <laughs> a little so. bit. You can't lose. Cannot lose. Yeah, either Come way. See us, have fun. Either way, top-tier programming. Uh, Heather, any uh, final thoughts tonight before we say goodnight? Uh, yeah, come see me on Sunday at 3.30 in the DeForest Kelly Theater for the Trek Division panel, please. Thank yes. you. Yes. Oh, my God. I apologize. It was not on my list, but that is critical and crucial. You and Matthew and John Billingsley, who am I leaving and out? Ifan. Ifan Cobb. Ifan. Who's All an right. attorney. He's a human um, workers' rights, labor rights uh, which is important to talk about right now. So oh we, we, yeah, Federation of Changemakers, and it's, uh, yeah, 3.30 Sunday to Forrest Kelly. Fantastic. All right. We will make sure we record that one as well. All right. With that, Mission Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Technical production on Mission Log and Mission Log Live by the incandescent Earl Green. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from Roddenberry Podcast. If you would like to support Mission Log directly, give us a look at patreon.com slash mission log. Special thanks to my co-host Heather Barker for another great live show. Thank you to everyone who joined us live or later and we look forward to seeing you all well very soon take care this is a roddenberry podcast for more great podcasts visit podcast.roddenberry.com